Great. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and do an unarmed strike. Oh, no, I have a dagger. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that everybody has at least some kind of weapon. Yeah, but how often do you get to slap a skeleton? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but only do it if it actually does damage. Right. Which well, not I don't know. Strike does. I'm pretty Yours sure Ernstine's got a wicked backhand. Yeah, it's, I believe it's it. It's one plus strength. Like, you're fine. Yeah, my strength is actually really bad. So we're going to go ahead and try the dagger. You can still backhand him. <laughs> With a dagger. I'll use the butt of the knife. Knife, knife. What do I even do? I roll a d20. That's the first step. <laughs> can't Combat's hard here. So we're playing d d <laughs> so Kind of. You got a problem with what people are doing here? No? Then we should be friends. Because questionable decisions are the norm here in the Explorers Club. Over. you step through the kitchen door and who would be waiting for you but of course detective rhubarb arms crossed and he just looks up well 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 what do we have here why would would you why would you de deceive me like that detective you're a man of the law surely my deception is not the worst thing that's ever happened towards you. That 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 is cor correct, but uh, well then maybe we can just forget the whole thing. And he kind of pats him on the shoulder and attempts to like walk by him. He grabs your hand with a little bit more more strength than you thought he would have. Look, I'm I don't think that you killed this person, so. Why? Then why are we having this conversation? You tell me. I pull out the coin, and I and I look at uh, at Rhubarb and I say, "Do you know what this is, Detective?" Rhubarb pulls out his. It has no n no lights in it. Yeah, it's the whatever the, the whatever the parlor game is for this this year's gathering. That's right. And see, you and I were tied. A and. Well, I think that this whole body thing here is a ruse. And so I chased the clue like any good gamesman would. And I made the attempt to find my point. And I like gesture the coin. You think that this this, this is a, a trick? Well, I'm no detective, but that is what I think. Look, if you can find all of the people who were were not just here and bring them here then i i will b b b believe you but with respect people who have how do i know that no 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 people who have nothing to hide don't cast magic on men of the l l l law clearly detective rhubarb you've not done very much business everyone has something to hide including you right now why would I bring you all these people 
if I don't know, how, how do I know that me bringing you all these people isn't to help your cause of winning this parlor game? And he he literally just like l looks down at his coin and he flicks it to you. Look, I'm just, I'm just here to, to, to make sure that everybody is, is safe. And I'm just here to win. And I flick it back to him. And he grabs it. If I find out that you had an, an, anything to do with that hand. I'll put the cuffs on myself and Oliver walks away. Specifically now in search of Reginald and Arthur Fairbrand. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that as, as Oliver walks out, I think now would be a good time to go back to the bottle spinning. Great. So, um... What Vannerbrun is doing is he is casting the augury spell. He's using the bottle as his uh, focus for the augury. And the way augury works is that you employ a divining tool to receive an omen from an otherworldly entity about the results of a specific course of action that you plan to take within the next 30 minutes. And then that entity, the DM, will choose from the following possible omens. Wheel for good results, woe for bad, wheel and woe for both good and bad, and nothing for neutral results. Doesn't take into circumstances anything that might change the outcome. It's just from this moment, the exact, like, if everything stays exactly as is, other than my action. Do you want me to declare the question or the, the course of action that I'm proposing to take? Or do you want to just tell me what results I get? and then have me act from there. Yeah, no, as as the bottle spins around, it basically, it lands just straight at the door. And as you like look out the door, you can see as as Jonathan Hadley kind of opens the main door to, to walk in, you can see straight out the door off, off in the distance, the graveyard there. Excellent. Cool. As the bottle comes to rest, I'll just go, ah, wonderful. Well then, ah, and I'll get up and kind of like dust the dirt off of my robes and uh, straighten, straighten my everything. I will pick up the bottle. I will look at it. Uh, is Amy still here? Uh, no, she slunk off to the kitchen at, at Ernestine's behest. <laughs> Excellent. Then I will uh, walk up to Mr. Hadley. I will say, um, thank you very much. I did promise I wouldn't touch anything. I will hand it to him and I will walk out on my trajectory. Oh, yes, this is, this is the, should I, would you like a glass? If you're offering, certainly, but I uh, did promise uh, your chef that I wouldn't touch anything without permission. Oh, I, we... These bottles are are off for for the wait. Would it whatever would, 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 would all of you like a um, a, a top off? Anybody still here with me? I'm with you. You are with you. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I wanted to know what you were spinning wine yes. for. Um, mm -hmm. Wonderful. Uh, yes, a glass for me and a glass for the lady. Uh, perhaps. Yeah, glass to go. Thank you. Aren't aren't you also around, Doyle? Um, I wanted to check under the dumb waiter first, and then I think I would like to be around. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, because I, I wanted to send the dumb waiter back up to the kitchen level. You know, also make sure it's still working. But I did want to check underneath the dumb waiter for one of two things: either evidence of if someone 
threw a knife down there after they sent the arm up um, or any other sort of evidence and or weird nooks and crannies apparently have places you can put your coins so under the dumbwaiter might be a place <laughs> yeah why don't you uh why don't you roll investigation and i will tell you if there's anything there dope 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 i'm feeling really good about this because that is a 24 yikes yeah there there definitely is as as you like lift the dumbwaiter back up. You can see kind of like down in the bottom, there's like like a kind of like a pit area, but there's just this like white object that is just kind of like poking up out of this pit and, and catching the light. And you can see as you kind of like pull it up, what it looks like if it's like a pinky a pinky bone. Mm-hmm. That that looks like it almost got like caught and trapped and ripped off when the dumbwaiter was pulled down last. Dope. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. I've already touched it, so I'm going to put it in my pocket. <laughs> is is the arm still down here, or did that get taken upstairs? Ernestine has the arm, and she is here. Uh, yeah, I will catch up with Ernestine and take a look at that hand to see if it happens to be missing any bones out of the fingers that have been, like, pulled back and out. But I don't believe there was any sort of, like, bloodshed uh, marked on the description near those areas. Uh, correct. So basically all of the fingers look like they were ripped backwards, but they're all still on that hand. This this bone, while new and fresh, is not from this hand. And, and when you say new and fresh, so like it still has like ligaments, and like it, it no, it came out of a fresh. <laughs> when body? I say like, or is it like I, I said white bone? When like I said new, new and fresh, I meant like it hadn't been sitting in that pit for a long time. It's like oh, yeah. dried, dried bone. Like cool, cool, it's cool. like obviously has the it has been out of out of body for for some time, or you know it hasn't been alive for some time. Got it, got it. Yes, probably from a skeleton. God, I hope the bone is from a skeleton. Otherwise, I my <laughs> sense of biology is very inaccurate. But also it's, come from a tree. Yeah, so it's, that's it's exactly probably, what I was thinking. Probably dirt from the ground. Like, what can I say? Yeah. It could be a bone fruit. <laughs> um, are we in any, Schultz any now? What the things. hell? Yeah, no, all, <laughs> all sorts of things are happening. Um, To the graveyard. Shall we? I'll pass on the wine. Thank you, though. Um, Jonathan. Ernestine takes his glass and just dumps it into hers. <laughs> Very good. And over, I think you can see see this happening from the top of the stairs as well as you as you leave the kitchen. Fuck. Over's probably like Jesus Christ. <laughs> I because I, I am pretty serious about about the fact that I think that this murder mystery is actually just a a ruse. As part of the parlor game. A distraction. It's a parlor trick. Mm. So I'm going to go and find... Oh, fuck. Actually, I was pretty set on the fair brands, but I didn't really have a goal when I found them. I'm, I'm going to go and try and find Entrar. Okay. Yeah, where, where, would you, uh, where would you look? I would be looking for an office of his. Okay. Yeah, so you know that there's nothing of, of, of that sort up on the the first two levels, so it would probably be up on the third level. As you go up there, you can see base just basically a, a hallway that has you know a bunch of doors down each side. They they look like uh, their bedroom doors. You see down on the right side, one of the doors has your name on it, 
And down at the very end of the hallway, there is kind of like a larger door. Seems like it's like a the master suite. And then across from that large door is a small staircase that goes up to to an attic. You would think that, you know, any, any type of office thing would probably be at, at the end of this story. But the room that says my name on it is just my room, right? That's just your bedroom. And I will I will continue past my room towards the office looking area. Yeah, and it's it's this like large large ornate wood door. It's closed. You can hear on f- from the inside uh just some some shuffling around and you you get one one knock and you are about to knock a second time and the door just swings open. And Entrar is standing right there. His his room like there is a bunch of papers on the desk books are kind of like taken out of the shelves it's very obvious that he was working on something very studiously in here while all the uh, events have been taking place there's there's like a desk and then like an office area and then past that is like a bedroom so it's kind of like a two-room studio type deal first thing i'm gonna do is verify that this is not another image projection like the first time we met (laughs) (laughs) and he he looks at you like like you're doing that and he he just kind of like smiles laughs and like he holds his hand out it's nice to finally meet you the pleasure is mine and i kind of gesture into the into the office may i absolutely come on inside over walks walks in now with like a much different sort of uh uh like a business stance his hands are in his pockets. You know, he's like not trying to give too much away. Very straight back, walks around, you know, very investigative of the whole room. And he kind of turns and looks at Entrar and says, so what exactly are you working on? Oh, I was working on a proposal of sorts. Look, before we get into this um, drink, I can actually have this one. Please. He pours you a glass and he he walks over to the bay windows. Come over here. We we have much to discuss. I hope that we can have a agreeable partnership moving forward. Mm, if Miss Silverhall was here, I'm sure she'd have much to say about that. I'm sure she would, but she's not. Okay. Well, I'm listening. He takes a a sip of fantasy scotch. Ah, good old Fotch. (laughs) Look, you enjoy games, right? (sighs) Indeed I do. (laughs) He he pulls out his coin. How many do you have? Oliver pulls out his coin and says, not enough to win. He kind of looks at your coin. If you can come out of tonight with more of your coin filled than silver halls, we can talk. So is your tactic really just to make those who aim to work with you play in a foolish game? Is it so foolish if it can make us millions? Over, Over's eyes light up. Like, goddamn. You just said money. Like, you just talked money, <laughs> I'm in. But, <laughs> um, but, like, he tries to hide it, you know. He, mm-hmm. And what of the bodies? Oh, I... I don't know what you're talking about. 
Motherfucking insight check. <laughs> okay, roll it. On. Be good. <laughs> Twelve. As he says, like, oh, well, whatever are you talking about? I've just been in here working. You know, you kind of suspect that he's lying because, like, it's his party. But, like, he seems like, you know, there's, there's no reason that, you know, you don't have any evidence that he knows otherwise, right? Right. So, like, he could be lying, but... I can't accuse him any further. Yeah. Uh, yeah there, there's like, you, you could accuse him any further, but like, he's also like a potential business partner. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, more points than Silver Hall, and then we'll talk. Yep. And just remember, in, in this game of life, sometimes uh, the rules are just there to bend weaker people. <laughs> Over really fucking likes that. And he smiles and takes, like, just bombs the whole rest of his scotch. And, and like, sets the glass down and says, yeah. And puts his hand back in his, in his, uh, in his coat pocket, in his robe pockets. I'll remember that. And walks out. And, uh, yeah, and, and Trard lets you leave as he, as he sits, sits back down and start, starts working on, like, as you kind of roll me a, a perception check as you walk out, see if you can catch catch what he starts working on. Nineteen. It it looks like he's working on some some type of like city contract, like some some type of formal contract. What he's working on, which also generally you know that those type of contracts like don't generally leave the government buildings. Mm -hmm. And he he kind of nods and shuts the door behind you. Then I will walk to join my compatriots. As you start walking towards towards the graveyard, Vader uh, Bruin, Doyle, Charleston, Ernest, and Carol, you guys are making your way towards the graveyard, correct? Yes. Affirmative. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, I'm going. I guess they're following me. Hundred <laughs> percent. You're you're the only one with a lead so far. So, and as you walk out, you hear you hear Mr. John Hadley call behind you. Don't be too long. Dinner will be will be soon. I I just heard that that Amy is uh, has has almost finished the the other ball. Wonderful news. We'll be sure to be back with plenty of time. Yeah, she doesn't drop it again. Mr. Charleston, I'm sure it'll be quite fine. Don't worry, it's we're following the line. Disrespectful. That's all I'm saying. You know, I um, honestly, unless it's been truly damaged, you could put it back on the plate. No one would know. Oh, they would know. You you smelled banana. banana, right? There was a lot of there was a lot of ham on that dog. There's a lot of dog on that ham. Well, I yeah, that's that's an entirely different situation though. If it simply fell and you put it back, look, I've the, eaten the a lot of. The texture completely different. The mouthfeel completely lost. The umami that you're really trying to go for is just there. We used to eat grass in the army. I'm not really going to complain either way. Oh, but that doesn't mean you couldn't have also had the best grass 
if given the opportunity. And we have the opportunity to have the best grass if that is on the menu. Oh, you've got grass? Yes, I was about to say, do you have grass? Is that available? Is that an option? Is that on the table? It's, yeah, it's up in my room. Oh! We will check that Noted. out later. Otter, mm-hmm. yeah. I I wasn't aware. What order are you from again? Church of Thoth, we believe in uh, celebrating all of knowledge and magic and the gifts the gods have given us, which includes grass, herbs, various other delicacies of nature. Oh, Church of Thoth, that's... um... The big pointy one, not the spiral. No, uh, Talbot? Is is, is he the guy there? Like, head honcho? Uh, Yes, Roger Talbot, uh, my superior. He was actually supposed to be here this weekend, but apparently he was occupied, so I came on his behalf. Oh, weird. It's the weekend. Like, I, I feel like when you're that high up, you get weekends off. Actually, weekends are pretty much the only time that we specifically are supposed to work. That's how church services... A five-day weekend? I'd never imagine. I mean, no, we work the other days of the week, too. It's just a little bit more behind the scenes, you know? No. Could you explain? Home visits, caring for the grounds, and the, the church flock. Um, oh, know. is that just, like, all in the city? Or is that, like... Do you guys go on, like, missions? That's a thing, right? Uh, yes, that is that is a thing. We do have uh, multiple locations for throughout Faerun, really. Um, all sorts of different orders and variations. I am stationed specifically here in Baldur's Gate. Uh, I'm the head cleric for the church here. Why do you ask? I didn't... You didn't strike me as a particularly religious man. Not that I'm uh, averse to discussing it. I just... Oh, very curious. Actually, very religious, too, just in different ways. I like course, learning about things, things like that. And learning about knowledge seems like a good way to go. So, you know, um, no, was hoping to get to meet Talbot after he's done some great things in the city. Everything is fine, fine. No, he seemed very uh, preoccupied, so I'm sure he's got very um, important matters to take care of this weekend. Uh, he was in the midst of a meeting when he received the invitation even so anyway we all <laughs> i would love to learn why we are headed to the graveyard oh terribly sorry i guess i didn't expect anyone to come with me um no saw some uh dirt tracked into the um area down there said a little prayer got the uh implication that perhaps i should go investigate the graveyard also the fact that we have a sort of um severed arm seems to imply that perhaps um, a place where bodies are interred would be a good place to find or hide yet another body. So I thought I should go give it a quick once over. You know, just for a body things. to originate. I did find this bone. Um, uh, and I'll go ahead and pull that out of my oh. pocket. Yeah, it was under the dumbwaiter. Looks like... Uh... So that's not that's not part of this one. Uh, Ernestine, while she's looking at the arm... Um, she wants to see, I guess she's never really looked at the arm, if there's, say, <laughs> any dirt on it. Yeah, why don't you roll an investigation? Investigation. Any chance of a tattoo that says this belongs to <laughs> This or... is Jimmy's arm. Please return oh, yeah, to yeah, Jimmy. You, you, yeah, you just hold it around, and yeah, this name's just right there on his arm. Uh, it's a 21. Upon closer inspection... There is definitely some, some like, some like dusty dirt kind of like caked on this arm, 
and it's and you can see that it's in the shape of as if some very very thin fingers were were holding this arm. Okay, so it's not everywhere on the arm. There's just a dirty mark on the arm. Yeah, like a like okay. a handprint almost. Mm-hmm. Can I guess at the approximate size? Would I say this is like a human hand, or is this uh, something else? Definitely a, a, hum- a human hand. Uh, if if that human hand had no flesh. Yeah, I'll go ahead and just uh, tap uh. the little <laughs> bone that I have. Yeah, does it fit? Where she's like onto the thing to see if it lines up about right. Um, I will also take that time just in case uh, to uh, pull out my coin and tap it against the arm. (laughs) Yeah, and then quickly put it back no matter what happens. (laughs) Yeah, nothing happens to the coin, but yeah, that that kind of piece of bone definitely lines up on, on this hand, like on this handprint. Ate that. Yeah, it's a no for me, dog. Well, banana's not here. I didn't say no for me, dog. I said no for me, comma, yeah. dog. You're addressing banana. Look, if no if, if no <laughs> one wants to say it, uh, yeah, no, if no one else wants to say it, skeleton is what I'm going for, uh, the animated variety. Uh, should we talk to Jonathan, see if you know he saw a skeleton enter the house? He would have mentioned that, right? He wouldn't have just offered us a drink and not said anything about an undead walking the premise. Yeah, no. I don't know about Jonathan, but perhaps we should... He's too tall to be trusted. Uh, Ernestine, extremely tall, looking down at Doyle. But are even taller, looking down. (laughs) No, 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 you're both fine. You're the right type of tall. He's he's the wrong type of tall. He's, He's got that, like, weird triangle shape at the top of his body very unattractive did you say that man was a Dorito he did he did and he's absolutely incorrect about his attractiveness level but anyway you know it's subjective anyway perhaps we since we're already way out here just take a quick scan of the graveyard and see if we see anything disturbed I plan to investigate regardless if yes you do or don't wish to come with that is entirely your choice uh yeah no we can uh, well i will oh, go no, with for sure coming along right vader will <laughs> offer his arm to ernestine as per usual i Not, think she's thank you, kind of full of wine and disembodied arm yeah i mean <laughs> he's got a wine glass in the other hand like and will not be offended if she doesn't take his arm but just yeah. on principle as this exchange is happening, as as you guys are kind of stopped, like looking over this arm and lining up the finger with the handprints, that gives Olver ample time to catch up with you guys. <laughs> are we okay here? Found a bone. Everything's fine. Going to the graveyard. Probably We're uh, fine. someone dead. Uh, we appear to have uh, figured that, uh, well, there's been a certain interaction between this bone thing and the arm. Which is dirt, mm-hmm. uh, dirty. So we're gonna go look and see if there's any uh, disturbed remains out there. Dirt from the cellar matched dirt from the graveyard. I thought we should go take a quick look around. Over has a very like yes, of course look on his face, like like a aha uh-huh look on his face <laughs> from the disjointed answers he's getting from all three of you. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're good at this, professionals. And he just was like, lead the way. 
Butter will continue walking. Just point of record, um, how long has it been since we first went down to, like, the basement? Oh, probably, like, 15 minutes or so. Delightful. That means I still have 45 minutes on my uh, light cantrip on my sensor. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's been about an hour. Great, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Recast it. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's a joke. Cut me some slack, okay? It was Come a good joke. No, I support you. <laughs> Come on. I just want to make sure I have a light source because I don't want to get caught fighting the undead in the dark. I mean, what? <laughs> I'm going to proceed to the graveyard at a fairly like even keel of pace, which I assume everyone is going to be able to keep up with, with the exception of perhaps Doyle, who might have to hustle. I will keep up. Thank you very much. <laughs> it just might. Doyle can keep up just with uh, he might be uh, moving at a little bit faster pace than a walk. Um, but that's not a problem for y'all. You guys totally make it to the graveyard. And the first thing that you see when you're not even in the graveyard, and you don't even need to roll a perception check for this, uh, the closest grave to kind of it's it's has this gate with a with the great the metal archway over it. The closest grave to that archway is all sorts of dug up. Oh, that's highly improper. Whose grave is it? Yep. Everybody make a perception check. Obviously, you can all see it. I just, there's something interesting about to happen. Natural 20. Oh, thank God. <laughs> 18. 18. 23. Doyle and Vodder. I will ask Doyle first. Tell me about somebody from your past that you had a really good relationship with that you have lost. My grandmother. She was very kind and nurturing. Uh, she was my best friend for many years growing up. She taught me many things about nature, what was safe to eat, what was not safe to eat. Um, and then she would drill me relentlessly on how to properly prepare all of these ingredients, which uh, does come out with kind of my anger of m misappropriated uh, uses of food and such like. Um, but no, she was my best friend for many years growing up. Uh, very kind lady, but also very stern. Um, so yeah, just a old, wise, gnomish grandmother um, who I commonly referred to as Nana. Cool. Vodder, tell me about somebody from, from your past that you did not have a good relationship with. That would be uh, when I was in the army. Uh, there was a spy who worked for an opposing force. Oh, God, we'll just lean into this. Uh, There's a spy for the opposing force. He was known by the moniker Flambeau. How do you spell that? I will send it to you. Okay. Um, there's way like, more letters like, than you would think. Like, fuck you. <laughs> anyway, uh, there was a spy named Flambeau. Uh, we had mul my unit had multiple encounters with him. Specifically, I had multiple encounters with him where I actually ran into him personally, but I was never able to actually apprehend him. Um, we had a sort of weird cat and mouse game that went on for the entire time that I was in the army where we would just like it was literally like that he would know that my unit was coming in and like leave a bottle of 
booze for me specifically to find, knowing that I'd know it was from him. It's kind of like like Greenland and Norway do at that one island. Yes, okay, it is exactly it. like that. Um, <laughs> or um, he his calling card was always a, a handkerchief with his initial on it, and he would constantly leave it in places where he knew that my unit would find it. So we had developed this weird like rivalry where someday I knew I was going to get him, but I never actually did. Um, and uh, right before I left the army, he took it one step too far. Hmm. But I've never had a chance to get my uh, retribution because then I left the military. Yeah, it's kind of like Neil Caffrey and Peter Burke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> look, look, again, like every character in this campaign, more or less, this is a character based on a literary figure. So I'm yeah, just yeah. making it up. Does Flambeau have a, have a last name or that's just his like that's just his call sign? Um, His, his full name is Hercule Flambeau. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm not kidding and I'm sorry. I can I think what I know the how best to spell reaction. Hercule. <laughs> oh, oh Herc Hercule. No, Hercule, it's French. Hercule from Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, just gurgle it. It'll be Her fine. Hercule and oh. then I'm <laughs> Yeah, so Ernestine Carroll, as you get closer to this grave that has been desecrated has been overturned you get up to it and you realize that this hole the way that the dirt is is around the hole there is no goddamn way that somebody dug this shit out with a shovel this was pushed <laughs> out there by something underneath and you look at the headstone and the headstone seems a, a lot newer than all of the other headstones around it, except for the headstone right next to it. And the headstone on this grave that has been dug up is uh, Hercule Flambeau. <laughs> oh, my, what a name. That is all that it says. <laughs> no dates, no nothing. Nope, no dates, no nothing. No chiseled anything into it, uh, a wreath, a dragon. Nope. Uh, does, uh, I'm not super familiar with all of the folks that might be buried on this particular state. Is anyone familiar with a fl flem flembo? She kind of looks around. Hercule? Flembo? Ringing any bells? Uh, to flambe is a cooking method, but that is as far as, uh... Um... Anybody who looks at Vada Bruin when uh, Ernestine reads off the headstone sees that uh, his face just immediately gets very dark. And this is where you see this is where you see that he really is a half orc is like that scowl just gets really dark and intense for a moment. Uh, seeing as Ernestine spends a lot of her time attempting to weasel BS out of people. <laughs> I am going to uh, assume she notices this change in her pal. Oh, yeah. Great. Are you uh, familiar with uh, Mr. Flambo Potter? Um, yes, you could say that. Although I have, I have no reason to uh, know why he would be here. Are you familiar with him personally? Because he appears to be dead. And potentially missing. There doesn't seem to be any 
dates on this. Yes, well, he doesn't seem to be in his grave. If Monsieur Flambeau has, in fact, managed to find himself dead, that would possibly be the uh, most surprising thing about this weekend. I find that hard to believe. Go on. You've never met Monsieur Flambeau. Right. Well, that's unsettling, to say the least. Are you aware of any association with, say, the dark arts that Mr. Flambeau might possess? Or perhaps any debts to society, unfinished business reasons he might be up and about? Not that he's ever mentioned to me, but uh, certainly wouldn't put it past him to get involved with that sort of thing. It would be certainly fitting his character as I knew him, which was some years ago. Why would he be here? That seems to be the question. The question. Perhaps we should go ask our host. Perhaps. Ernestine, are you going to draw any attention to the weird state of the dug-up grave? I did not know that I specifically needed to, but I certainly will point out. I'm asking because you're the only one who made the check that saw the specific condition, and so I don't want to metagame. Well, I mean, I think I've already drawn attention to the fact that it's uh, open and not necessarily of its... or more... (laughs) Of its own accord, as opposed to someone else's. That's that's what I was okay. asking about. Because like, I think we can all see that it's been dug. It's specifically... Right. Uh, you pointed out that it was dug from the inside. Oh, this is uncomfortable. All right. I'm just going to study this grave and this headstone for a moment. So, As you kind of like get get down to start studying this like this grave and the headstone you you notice that the other headstone is also new it looks like it's it looks like it's been replaced and as you like get down to see who it is all all you see on on the headstone is just nana curious name this uh quite a juxtaposition flumbo nana seems Terribly out of place. Yeah, Doyle, you hear that from behind the grave, as as Doyle, while while this conversation was taking place, has has slipped by everybody and gone gone behind the grave. I think I still take the time to put my coin in, and as soon as the coin is in that slot that you described to me, I'll go ahead and pop my head back from behind the grave. Did you say Nana? Yes, this this one just says Nana. I I assume it also has like no year or anything like that. Nope, okay. nothing. Doyle, as as you put put the coin in the slot, basically these like black burn marks start rolling over the coin, and they just like lock it in place, and you guys hear just this rumbling. As you as you feel the ground start to shake. Oh uh, yeah, quick catch up. There was a similar marker on the back of that grave, and I just saw the backside of this grave. But if this is Nana, this is gonna be great because she's gonna come back, and I'm gonna have my best friend. Sorry, what what marker? What 
Sorry. I... Oh, oh, backside of that grave, also burn markers, also a place for your coin, might raise a body from the dead, if that's the case. Don't know why my grandma might be here, but I'm super excited to find out and also a little scared. I will not be able to kill my grandma if she's evil. I, your grand... What? I, uh, no, no, that's what I called Nana. my grandma. She taught me everything about food. Water's gonna spin around to the back of these headstones real quick and look at these uh, things. <laughs> also, y'all, thank check you. The Discord chat for uh-huh. for, to, <laughs> for 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 today's initiative. Um. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> then wait a little bit when we pop that bad boy open. Yeah, true. Yeah. I'm excited for this. This is exciting. This is worse than when we have to when, when you give us tokens in Aurora Zero that we know aren't the right monsters and we have to guess from stat block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just give it all away. As you guys start just like feeling the ground shake and just hearing it, all of the cobblestones and the gate starts starts to rattle. You you see that the ground in Nana's grave slowly start start to rise up as you just hear a and this massive structure of bone just bursts straight through the ground and it's this like almost looks like a minotaur that is just a skeletal minotaur but its head instead of it being a cow's head it's just the like flesh peeling down the side head of Nana (laughs) But it's still on a massively framed tall body. It's tall skeletal body. Yes. Wielding what looks like this massive axe made of bone. Yeah, that's not my grandma. Well, the top part is she's much shorter. I don't think you get taller in death. No, definitely not. Um, I don't think we should run like the last person did. As you guys are standing there, you see this like red light light up in the middle of its chest. And as soon as that red light turns on, you hear some more rumbling and three other graves in the back rise up and there are these smaller skeletons that all have red lights in in the middle of their chests. Cool, 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 cool. We are going to enter initiative now and we do things a little bit differently than normal D&D. We actually use a the initiative system called the Balsera system where we are going to kind of pass pass the turn. My vote would be for for Doyle to have the first action as he sees his grandma rise up out of the grave. Doyle, why did you let the pig drop. I wasn't even there. This is not my fault. This is not your birthday. Get back in your hole, Nana. <laughs> and uh, it is uh, your turn, Doyle. Um, the, the glowing thing inside the chest, is is it like an actual metal coin? Is it? It's just kind of like a, a light. Cool. You're a druid. Just roll roll me an arcana really quick and I'll and I'll tell you something about sure it. Sure thing. Uh 15. Uh yeah, so it's it's not a coin, but it definitely looks like it's something powering this thing. Cool, cool. I hate it. 
the other skeletons, where did they pop up in relation to the uh, Minotaur? Uh, all, all behind it, because you guys are at the first two graves of the graveyard, so they're probably like about 15 feet back. Cool, cool, cool. I would like to just go ahead and lift my hand up. You are not my Nana, and I will go ahead and cast Ice Knife and just throw it straight into the center of the car. Of course you will. Passed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and that is a hit DC for me, so I'm rolling against your AC, and that is a nat one for me. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Tell me about, about what happens on a nat one with ice knife trying to um, attack a skeleton, Doyle. I think instead of the knife like going into the rib cage like I thought it would, when I throw it, it doesn't go as like straight as I thought I did, and I like let it go a little too early. So it just kind of like flops and like flips through the air and kind of like lands in between me and the Minotaur. Because the second part of Ice Knife is that the knife then explodes in ice and is probably going to hit both of us. Uh, so yeah, the yeah. target and each creature within five feet of it must succeed on a deck saving throw or take 2d6 cold damage. My hope was I would get it above my head into a minotaur body and not have to deal with that part. I think the knife has fallen into the ground perfectly between me and the minotaur. I think that definitely happens. And what also happened is that as you threw the knife, the reason why it didn't go so far is that it kind of broke in your hand a little bit. There's definitely still a piece of ice knife in in your hand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great, great. Cool, 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 cool. And why don't you roll that, that deck save with disadvantage, my friend? Uh, sure thing. But yeah, the Minotaur will also need to make a deck saving throw, and the DC is going to be 14. And with my disadvantage, I got a five <laughs> so i fail and we will be uh, both be taking 2d6 cold damage that is a nine for the yeah, he doesn't have decks uh yeah so 2d6 2d6 i rolled 10 damage for us so <laughs> super sick yeah, yeah. i wanted to roll above lower, average but uh it wasn't that sucks for you dude yeah it does um i i, I rolled a nat one attacking this minotaur skeleton I'm going to give initiative to Minotaur Skeleton. <laughs> it, it just seems the most appropriate. And Nana kind of like walks up to you. Give me the coin. Uh, I'm not done with it. Could I think about it and get back to you later and maybe help me up and be on our way and you could just lay back down for a nap for all eternity? I'm not going to ask you again. Give me the coin. Yeah, about that. Uh, no, you're not supposed to be here, so you don't get to play the game. So that's a no for me. And Nana just just turns away from you and just swings the great axe down on her own gravestone that has the coin in it. She is trying to break it and break the coin out. Uh, that is, oh, yikes, not good. Uh, Charleston's coming out. Let's go. <laughs> That's only a ten. Uh, that as it like she 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 will be able to strike the gravestone, but it's not gonna break. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, and I think the Minotaur is going to pass to Vader. 
who I think due to the military training would probably be next to next to react. Probably, and I appreciate that take on it, um, because he's going to do the most unmilitary thing possible. He's going to whip out his holy symbol of Thoth and start praying using his channel divinity to turn undead. <laughs> Get away from me. Is that a wisdom save? Or? That is a wisdom save from all undead creatures within 30 feet of me, which should be all of them. That's, that is 100% all of them. Yes. Great. Um, that's a DC of 13. Uh, okay, so the uh, Nana failed. Rock on. One of the skeletons... Uh, so one one of the skeletons didn't fail. Everybody else failed. Cool. So the everybody who failed must spend their turns trying to move as far away from me as possible, cannot willingly move within 30 feet of me, cannot take reactions, and for actions may only take the dash action to try to get away from me. If there's nowhere that they can get away from me, they can try to dodge. The guy who failed, I guess, can continue to party on in his normal way. Um, <laughs> does not survive. Um, so that is going to be my action. Let me double check if I... Nope, not going to do anything else. So yeah, I am just standing there presenting my holy symbol and chanting probably in some weird, like, common orcish pigeon that is kind of my default when I'm you know, a little stressed out. Oh, I speak pigeon. <laughs> uh, not that kind of pigeon, but thank you. <laughs> just wanted to clarify. Yeah, so I'm just holding this up and I'm just like putting my hand out and chanting and trying to make all of the skeletons move the fuck away from me. Totally. And all of like the, the giant Nana skeleton and two of the other skeletons who you can, I, I think that you can see the tags that I put on there for you. I can. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, I think I'm gonna chant it and I'm gonna just turn and make deadlocked eye contact with the one that's made its save, and I will pass initiative to the uh, one skeleton who made his save. Come at me, Great. bro. That skeleton lo locks eyes with you just to kind of say, yeah, I fucking did that. And then it turns and dashes right towards Ernestine and and tries to wrestle that coin out of your pocket. Let's Let's make a strength contest. Oh fuck! <laughs> Sorry, babe. Uh, what do I have? Strikes? No, I don't. Uh, it's a third. I rolled a three. Oh well, <laughs> you nice. can suck it. Wait, uh, you know what? I'm bent. Let's. I'm. 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 I'm taking a bot roll. Uh, that's an eighteen. Uh... No, no, no! You don't get to re-roll. <laughs> no, no, no! no. Skeletons do not get advantage on strength saving throws. They literally have no muscle. It's for real. What strength are we doing at? <laughs> Ernestine just like <laughs> stuck out her foot and tripped him. Yeah, no, that's I, I think that's exactly what happened. Right. Is, is that the skeleton just like just just runs up and tries to like tackle you to to wrestle this coin out of your pocket and you just give it the old sidestep and uh it's now now it's your turn. Great. This leads perfectly into like the one skill I have for fighting which is vicious mockery as she is going to I guess now riddle this skeleton with uh, insults against its honor and its talents for being such a, a goof 
Is is vicious mockery an, an attack roll? It is, right? You must make a wisdom saving throw. Can do. Can't do. Oh, that's gonna be a. Oh God, skeletons are not bad. good. Skeletons they're, are uh, bad at wisdom. They they're bad that. at everything except <laughs> con. <laughs> Uh, that that's a three. Yeah, no, that'd be a fail. <laughs> what level are we? Are we level five? Yeah, level you, five. That yeah. should be two d four. Okay, it's just two d four. I got excited. Um, <laughs> yes, it is two d four damage. Uh, you have uh, what did I just do? I did five uh psychic damage, and you have disadvantage on the next attack roll. Because <laughs> you feel bad about yourself. Like, yeah, honestly, the skeleton is just fucking depressed now. You heard his feelings. Look at your life. Look at your choices. Look, I was going to take a shot at Nana, but then this dude fell at my feet, so. <laughs> uh, then you you may pass the initiative. Uh, there are two skeletons and Ulver left. I feel like she's going to look at Ulver and just be like, am I right or am I right? <laughs> Ulver is, like, very confused because he was sitting there like following everybody's lead and the next thing he knows there's like skeletons popping off everywhere and he's like okay yeah I guess you're right <laughs> and um, and he's going to move towards so was Doyle knocked over? I wouldn't say he's he, he's not knocked over in in, in the mechanical sense <laughs> but, but I saw him fail yeah, I am covered with a layer of frost from my ice knife exploding. So, like, the front half of me has, like, a cartoonish, like, small layer of, like, snow that is starting to melt now. Because it went from ice to, like, now snow. It hurt. I have frostbite on the front half of my body. Then, actually, since I was closest to Ernestina, I will move towards her, but past the skeleton that she she was attacking... And I will uh, cast Acid Splash, like, while in motion. I will just, like, I'm walking by her, walking by the skeleton, and just, like, boom, casting Acid Splash. And I'm walking <laughs> towards uh, Doyle. And for Acid Splash, you have to make a dex saving throw. Ah, the one thing that skeletons are good at. Excellent. I thought you said they were good at con. You lied to me. I didn't lie. I just didn't tell you the full truth. Wait, how far apart are they from each other? They're probably about... 10 feet apart. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sorry? <laughs> you better be. <laughs> okay. That's an 18 on my dex save. Oh, and that's not going to do anything. Get that cantripped. Boom. And this will shock Oliver. He will be surprised. Like, he will be surprised that he that the skeleton missed. And I'll be like, wait, what? And then I'll pass my return over to that skeleton. The last two skeletons, they they are in fact extremely scared of whatever the fuck that half orc is doing for some reason, and they are just turning and running, and they are going to use all of their movement, which is I don't know, like twenty five or thirty. But then double it because of the dash action. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they are they are dashing and they are they are rolling out so. They, these two skeletons are going to be running 60 feet from you guys, which puts them almost at the other at the other end of the graveyard. And uh, I am going to pass to Vodder. As you can see, Nana starting to like pull the axe out of the gravestone. She is very obviously going for the coin. Uh, she shouldn't be. She should be running as far away from me as possible. But yes, on well, her it's turn. It's not her action yet. Fair enough. 
Vodder will look at Nana, I guess, and I think he's just gonna revert and just kind of be like, all right, this is getting tiresome, and he's gonna whip out his mace, and he's gonna just, like, run over and swing for the kneecaps. Of of Nana? Yep, she's the closest one to me. So, I will warn you that Turn Undead stops if they take damage. I'm aware. So, okay. I just wanted, just, just for you know, that there is still one that isn't turned that is attacking. Yeah, but it's got two people on top of it. I'm gonna go for the one that's closest <laughs> to me. That's fair. That... Uh, that was just a disclaimer. You really want me to die, so I'm just going to go for this. That's going to be a 23 to hit. Okay, I mean, you're probably not going to die. Okay, that great. Hits. Handily, I might add. Cool, that's going to do uh, five damage. And since I can get away with this, because that was my first action, I'm going to two-weapon fighting, and for my bonus action, I'm going to whip out my dagger and swing for the other kneecap. All right because I might as well take advantage of this. Uh, 14? That also hits. Great, that's gonna be another four damage. Noise. That's pretty sick. Um, I am still praying in the general direction of them in this weird, like, Orgish Common combo totally. while I do yeah, this. Yeah, you're... Just for flavor. You are, you are keep keeping the concentration going. Absolutely. I will swing at that, and then I am going to pass my turn to I'm gonna pass it to the Minotaur let it mm. come at me bro it's just gonna kind of like look at you it puts his its face basically like right up at your chest <laughs> you are of no interest and, and and then it's gonna take another swing at the gravestone that has the coin in it <laughs> that is a 7 a 18 yeah and the gravestone just shatters and Doyle you see your coin fall to the ground and the minotaur skeleton is going to it's just gonna we're just gonna pass to those two skeletons that just have to run <laughs> uh, so we're just gonna take and they those run, guys turns out of the way they run so far away <laughs> and and then uh, I'm I'm passing to over in that case, I will still be confused by the the skeleton that I didn't hit with my acid splash and kind of be like, wait, what the hell just happened? I will instead take my chances with poison spray this time. No, not poison spray. I lied with thunderclap this time. As I approach the creature, it has to make a constitution saving throw, even though I know that that's a good stat for the skeletons. Are you are you attacking the skeleton or the large skeleton? The skeleton, because I was on my way to the large skeleton when I missed the other skeleton. Yep. Yeah. And that is going to be a nine for a second. Ah, yes. Okay, that one that 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 fails. So he takes two d six. He will take seven damage. Oh, and he is looking extremely bloodied. And, and this time, Ulver will be much more satisfied with, with the strike on the skeleton, and he'll kind of, like, nod and then turn to walk towards Doyle and the bigger and the bigger Minotaur skeleton. And I presume, I guess, in that time, maybe that skeleton will take its turn. Like, as he walks away from it, he doesn't care to look what it does. So he turns away from it and... Yeah, totally. And that skeleton ain't, 
ain't none too happy about what what you just did to it as it was trying to pit pocket Ernestine. So it's just gonna go. It's gonna take a swipe at you, dude. And it has disadvantage though. Sick. Uh, that is going to be a 17 against your AC. I'm so happy. Oh, I'm my. gonna get to roll damage. <laughs> Whoa. There's no fucking way that you have more than 17 AC. Uh, use he shield, has a use bonus. shield, use shield. But even shield won't get me over 17. Okay, never mind. That's what I was looking for. That's what I was looking for. I was already there. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to be rolling 1d6 plus 2 piercing damage. Is this like the first time you've rolled damage with actual dice in like a year? Yeah. Yes. That's yes, what I thought. Yes, it is. I'm very happy. <laughs> Even though it's not much, it's something. And I'm rolling with my TGN dice. <laughs> yeah, you are. Wish I had a set. That's a one. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're taking three three damage. Damn it. it. Which which will be like a tickle. And Over will laugh. <laughs> <laughs> the disadvantage is gone, right? From Vicious Mock. Correct. Great. Uh, Ernestine, you, you are up. Great. The skeleton that was coming after me is still within proximity to me? Uh, absolutely. Great. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and do an unarmed strike. Oh, no, I have a dagger. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, I'm, pre I'm pretty sure that everybody has at least some kind of weapon. Yeah, but how often do you get to slap a skeleton? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but only do it if it actually does damage. Right. Which well, not I don't know. Unarmed strike does. I'm pretty Yours sure Ernstein's got a wicked backhand. Yeah, it's, I it, believe it's it. one plus strength. Like, you're fine. Yeah, my strength is actually really bad, so we're going to go ahead and try the dagger. You can still backhand him. But with a dagger. <laughs> I'll use the butt of the knife. Knife, knife. What do I even do? I roll a d20. That's the first step. <laughs> Combat's hard here. So we're playing D&D. Yeah. &D. <laughs> so kind of. <laughs> Great. Uh, I really miss my fighter in which this would have been a crit, but I got, uh, I, what do I even, whatever. I rolled a 19. Uh, so that'd be a 24 to hit. Yep. And that's an extra four damage. Yeah. And as you turn and just stab the skeleton, the bones just fall apart. And the only thing that's left there is this hovering red light. And that red light just beelines, just broop straight in your pocket fascinating isn't that fascinating doyle um well now that my lovely nana has freed my coin for me i am going to run to the backside of the gravestone and like slide over into that rubble and it, i'm mm -hmm. gonna grab my coin that is now loose in my left hand and in my right hand i'm gonna cast minor illusion of the exact same coin and then i'll pop up from whatever rubble is back I'm like, you want it? Go and get it. And I'll throw it 30 feet to my side. Street smarts. <laughs> and then I will try to, uh, yeah. And Roll I, a performance or like a sleight of hand. Mm -hmm. I, or I, I, something. I, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll give you a sleight of hand. Okay, yeah. So if, so, if something it's a along spell, those lines. Can it be Arcada? No. Six. Street smarts. <laughs> I'll say because like no you make the illusion but you have to then fake her out of like I'm throwing one of them but keeping the other uh, -huh. <laughs> uh yes yes six six six, six is a number yes um, it is 
Yeah, you, I, I have like, what is that? Like a 75% chance of being beat? It's fine. There's a chance. That's what I'm saying. There's a chance. As you like throw that other coin, Nana's eyes just keep locked straight at you. You think I haven't seen this one before? But it, it's over there. And I will pass my initiative to the Minotaur. <laughs> oh boy. Who is just going to bring the, the great axe down on your noggin, dude? But I'm your only grandchild. That's not true. I'm your favorite grandchild. <laughs> but Erstein, like, that's that's definitely incorrect based on that story you told me. No. What about What's all the cousins? What's your health at? Uh, 28. Die. I'm at 28. You could almost die. <laughs> we haven't done death saving throws in a long time. I'm far away from dying. You're fine. But we could start doing death saving throws. That is true. Uh, That is going to be a 19 to hit. That will hit. Please just remember that this is not my cleric character who has, like, resurrection or revivify or any of those things. So, worst cleric. Uh, That's going to be... Excuse you. It's fine. I'm in a graveyard already. Yeah, I was going to say, the dead keep coming back. 18 18 points points of damage. Cool. Cool. As this great axe just comes straight down onto you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ouchies. And then Nana just kneels down. Give me the coin. No? Yeah, you're not my Nana, and you're not getting this coin. Uh, and we're going to pass it to Vodder uh, as as the two skeletons, I guess, continue running, because this hasn't been a minute yet. Nope, it has not been a minute yet. I am going to turn to toward the Minotaur who is hovering over Doyle and take a very deep sigh as I'm continuing to mutter prayers under my breath and snap my fingers and I need the Minotaur to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, That is going to be a nine for me, dog. Cool, that's going to fail. So, uh, didn't think I would pass. Yeah, Nana is going to take... Oh, that was that cocked, sorry, um, is gonna take 10 points of uh, radiant damage for, as my sacred flame descends upon her. Huh. Yeah, so that's gonna be... I'm gonna say that's gonna be 20 points. Cause oh, is it now? Dead. Because she's yeah. undead? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I mean, love that for radiant her. Yeah. And for me. Yeah, and just... Boom! Yeah, and she, she kind of just, like, is taken aback and just looks back at you. You are of no consequence. Then you shouldn't be touching people that I care for. You care for me. Not like that. It's my job. (laughs) You still said it. Don't make me call this down on you too, Mr. Charleston. Okay, friend. And it is your pass, Mother. I will continue looking at her, and I guess I'm going to pass it to Doyle as I call his shit out. Don't make me do this to you too, Mr. Charleston. Now get busy. Bond's the word, friend. And I am going to use uh, my druid feature of wild shape. And I am going to turn. I was to... wondering how long we God would damn get until we got the house cat. It's gonna, our wall it's gonna be a spaniel the... or a turkey. giant goat. 
Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> I am a druid of the mountain. The only yep. creature in the mountain that I can shapeshift into is a giant goat. Fair enough. <laughs> so yeah, I will spend my action turning into a giant goat, and then I do not have a bonus action, but I will go ahead and... Uh, well, also, the fun thing about shapeshifting all of my equipment shifts with me, so I can no longer lose the coin since I was holding it. It is now shifted yep. into my goat form with me. <laughs> yeah, I, I will go ahead and shift into a giant goat, which I become a large beast after being a small gnome. So it is probably a sight to see. Dude, does it look like an anamorph? Yes, 100%. You fucking morph the clothes, right? <laughs> yep, yep. The, the clothes, <laughs> the coin... I, I like I probably took the the axe and went down to a knee and instead of standing up I just kind of like throw my butt into the air and like a little goat tail pops up from it and then as I lift my head some horns pop up and then I end up growing to the size of a large beast so I am a giant goat so, so you're like almost horse size now yes basically. I am a horse sized goat can you give us like a little <laughs> goat noise that sounded weirdly like a chain-smoking dolphin. Uh, it's true. <laughs> That's that is my that is my dolphin noise as well. That was specific. And, and, yeah, I'll and, say. and just for flavor, I'll go ahead and just like smash my head on the gravesite just to like show off how hard the horns are, and then just bot Nana ferociously. We're gonna need to make a montage of all of the different animal noises I've made Mark do over the course of this campaign Done. as he as he shapeshifts into things. Don't yeah. worry, I got you. <laughs> Thank you. Don't don't not be prepared to make animal noises when you're the druid. Yeah, so you you can pass the turn. You have Olver and Ernestine left to act. I'm gonna throw it over to Ernestine. She is extremely impressed by this goat action and yells, I always believed in you, Mr. Charleston. You uh now have Bardic inspiration. <laughs> Excellent. And that's a oh D six right now? A D eight. Uh, and is that is that your action or, or is that a bonus action? That is a bonus action. It is arts. technically a bonus action. Yeah. So you could do something. I can do something. I didn't think yeah. about that. Hmm. Weird. Okay. So <laughs> you got two fleeing skeletons and one militar. I'm going to go and mock Nana telling her what a horrible grandmother she is attacking her delightful grand's goat. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Uh, so if Nana would like to make a wisdom save. Uh, she would love to make a wisdom save. But she won't. She better not. That is going to be a eight. <laughs> That's a fail. Yeah, I, I'm sure it is. So what nah. happens? Uh, I'm going to roll some damage. She takes six more psychic damage. Starting to look a little bloodied. Uh, Yep. How you like them apples? <laughs> She's a granny. I get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you never gave any to your poor grand goat. As you kind of say that, Nana kind of like looks at you with almost like a hunger in her eyes as she like looks straight down and you can tell that she's looking at the pocket where that coin is mm -hmm. that just got that second red charge. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I got movement, right? Uh-huh. Yes, yes ma'am. I'm going to start backing up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> back it up. Atta totally. Girl. Back it up. You, mm -hmm. you can absolutely back it up. Yeah, she's uh, going to do that. Perfect. And I think that 
the last one is over. Well, over hasn't taken a turn this round. Yeah, I have not taken a turn. Yeah, I see that whole exchange with the goat happen with you know the whole like I always knew you had it in you, and I kind of like turn and look at Ernestine. I was like, really, really, you <laughs> thought he had that in him? And then I will walk right up to the Minotaur, and I will cast um, poison spray. We got these cantrips going in full force in this in this fight, y'all. You know, I really didn't expect to have to fight, so I took a bunch of more dungeon divey, detective-y uh, spells okay. for my higher level spells. Yeah, it's weird how when the DM says it's gonna be roleplay heavy, we don't take damage spells. Yeah. We are basically in episode five right now, and this is the first real fight that you've done. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, I cast poison spray. They have to make a constitution saving throw. That is going to be a nine for me, dog. Damn, my dice fucking suck tonight. Holy shit. (laughs) But they look so good. Nah, I didn't roll the TGN one for that one. Well, that's your problem. Where's where's the brand loyalty? Shit. It, you, you had to warm it up. You say so yourself. You don't roll out your dice before we start. Like they're just they're warming up. Describe to me really quickly. Like what does this um, minotaur look like? It is about a a nine foot tall skeleton of a minotaur, but instead of a he- instead of like a bull's head, it has the like the, the head of the, the grandma. The, the head of the grandma with its flesh is like rotting off and like rolling down its face. Tiny no okay. grandma. Well, I deal 20 damage with the poison spray. What? 2d12, bruh. <laughs> it's looking incredibly bloody. Fuck, On I thought the that would be Nah, it's not quite, d- bruv. Okay. And you you have everybody to pass to. I, I have to do this because Ulver was convinced that he was going to kill it this way. That he, like, walked up and basically, like... Did the no soup for you onto its forehead, you know, and to, <laughs> uh-huh. to gas it, and is now sitting there looking at it, barely on the verge of death. And I will pass my turn to the uh, miniature skeleton, and he will notice that it is not dead, and he will go, "Oh son of a bitch!" <laughs> and the the minotaur skeleton is just gonna bring its axe just straight up and try and split you in half from you know between the legs going upwards. Okay, that's a low blow. It is. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Where the coil just died. It's so weird how that happened. It wasn't in character. I'm a goat. <laughs> that, that is going to be a, uh, oh, a 20 to hit. Yeah, let's just roll some damage. Oof. Well, it's only going to be 13 damage. Sick. Mad sick. Dope, 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 dope. I want to see some some goat on bull action. So, uh, <laughs> Doyle? You better watch that, bud. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yikes. <laughs> uh, for sure. Yeah, I am going to ram this. Yeah, I'm just going to, like, jump up and just ram the rib cage of, of, of this uh, beastly figure. Actually, I don't need to jump. I'm the same size as it. Better idea. Because this is going to be more fun. I'm going to run 20 feet away. <laughs> And, and just make a nice big oval little track and then turn around and then run 20 feet back to get it full galloping speed so I can use my charge feature. And then I'm just going to try and jump through this skeleton as I ram it with my head. Okay, roll me that that attack, my friend. That is going to be a 21 to hit. That is going to be a Woo-hoo. hit. 
So first thing happens is the ram attack for 2d4 plus 3 damage. Okay. So that will be 9 damage. I hit with the ram attack, so you take an additional 2d4 bludgeoning damage for another 6. So that's 15 damage. And if the creature is still alive, must succeed on a DC 13 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Why don't you tell me how you just totally blow this thing all to hell? It is it's a little fitting because it is your Nana. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, which you said it? you could not kill. Is it? <laughs> tell, Nana tell, me, tell me what you do here. Nah. Goat form Doyle will just kind of like clap, like count to two run off to the side, do kind of like a little loop around a gravestone, jump off of another gravestone and like come down at like a 20 degree angle and just headbutt right through the top of the shoulder bone, down through the ribs and like into the hip bone. So that way I land right where the skeleton was staying and we'll just go ahead and flick my head back up and just try and spread the bones out across the graveyard as much as possible. Yeah, and basically the bones just fly up and the only thing left is is this hovering orb where in the goat's body did the coin anamorph into the crotch <laughs> i i tucked it back into my cod piece by using shapeshift so yeah it, it, it would go right towards the hips oh god <laughs> you're gonna get dq'd yeah. I, I... <laughs> I, I don't know yeah. if i need to turn it into someone like we can just clean it at when that time comes. no one will want it i can't believe i have to leave that in the podcast as mm-hmm. canon okay yep. super <laughs> relevant i would like the red glowy thing to go towards my crotch while i'm a goat okay yep Thank and you. that's exactly what it does We'll let everybody, uh, you know, let let everyone's imagination run wild. This is theater of the mind. Let your minds wander. Uh, as this red glow settles into wherever the coin is in your goat's anamorphed body. And as that glowing orb enters the goat's body, the, the other two skeletons that are just running away, they just fall in a pile of bones. Those, those red lights extinguished. And we are out of combat. All right, so that was fucked up, correct? Daughter. Sorry, um, I think I just reverted. What? (laughs) That doesn't... I don't speak goat. I know there are a lot of misconceptions about orcs, but that shouldn't be one of them. Mr. Charleston, please behave yourself. Seeing that... All of the skeletons are now decimated. Vader is going to continue what he started doing before this happened, and he wants to go around to the back of Flambeau's tombstone because Doyle had said something about there being possible slots back there, and he saw Nana's tombstone get destroyed. So he wants to look at the back of the Flambeau tombstone and see if there's a similar slot. Yeah, so on the back of the flambeau tombstone, there is a similar slot, but it obviously there are these black burn kind of cross hatches that go all the way through it, similar to to the ones that now that you can see on the back of Nana's tombstone as well. Fascinating. Do we think this means I'll, I'll point it out to this? So does that perhaps somebody else also made it here first? as I like nod up and down and begin to like jump around a little bit I I, I really enjoy when I'm in goat form so I will actually take the time to 
jump up on top of any like sort of mausoleum or structure in this graveyard to try and get a uh, vantage point. Yes, Vader. It would appear that somebody made it here before us to perhaps resurrect the dead. Well, yes. I mean, is that I... normally part of one of these games? I'm sorry. I really, I've never been to one of these events, and I didn't expect it to be quite so violent. I thought we were supposed to, you know, drink cocktails and what is it, what is what schmooze with one another? I guess as a reference point for Ernestine, who presumably has been to one of these parties before, I'm gonna guess that there's never been anything quite like this. Correct. Great. Yeah, this is you've you you've heard of like rumors of like some weird shit that happens at these parties, but nothing like this has ever happened at any of the parties that you've ever attended. Great. They're usually just pretty party, party, normal party. Like there's maybe been like a costume party or something, but nothing like weird AF. Correct. Great. Well, no, no, father. I would say this is a, a bit out of the norm. Yes, nothing quite like this before. It's usually just wine and maybe a bit of... Hmm, licentious behavior, but nothing nothing quite so magical or murderous. Quite. Indeed. Is anyone, I'm sorry, is anyone hurt? <laughs> Over has not gotten up. He is definitely like since getting hit by the axe has been laying there just like acknowledging the fact that he should have killed the, the Minotaur. And so he like from the dirt, you just kind of see his arm go. Vader will walk over to Ulver and reach out his hand to help him up. And while he does that, he is going to cast Prayer of Healing on any friendly in the vicinity who needs it. So that is going to give anybody who needs it uh, 18 points of HP back. Oh, I'm back to full. You're welcome. Oh, what the? F that was like a, like a level two something. That's a level three, That's homie. Like a, God damn. I cast it at level three at least, because I'm saving a level two slot. So I went I went hardcore. I'm hoping I'll get a chance to take a nap soon. We'll find out. Right, so um Miss Carol, is your coin now um charged again? I saw hmm. a glimmer of light. Perhaps we could confirm that? Yes, something definitely happened there. She's going to, uh, I, if you want me to roll a stealth for this, to be like, quickly take out a pocket, cup it as much as she can so she does not show that yet another one of her corners is fully lit. She'll just be like, mm, yep, that's another one. Got it back. You can definitely like, you know, like barely pull it out of your pocket so so, so only you can see. And yeah, definitely uh, the top right corner is lit the fuck up. Cool. Uh, yes. I appear to have uh, gained something from that skeleton. Wonderful. Seems you're well on your way to uh, taking the prize, whatever that may be. It seems less and less appealing the more this day goes on. Quite. I think Vader's going to reach into his pocket and pull out his coin and just kind of study it for a moment and then just tuck it back in. Yes, well... I would like to take a sweep of the rest of this place, but I completely understand if nobody else wishes to accompany me. Perhaps uh, I'll see you all at dinner. 
Indeed. I do believe I should be getting this arm and uh, that finger uh, to the authorities. Mr. Charleston, do you have that still? <laughs> I have not broken my goat form. Yeah, no. Assumed as much. Has this bone been absorbed into your body along with your coin? <laughs> as, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and like nod oh, like, oh, my court, like horns up against something. I'm oh, sure you'll pass it God. eventually. Uh, with that, I think Ernestine is going to take a big sip of wine and start heading back to the house. As that's kind of happening, you guys hear the loud chime of the clock tower of this manor chime three times, signaling that dinner is ready. It's not three o'clock, it's just three chimes. The dinner chimes. Yep. Correct. I'm gonna just like gesture towards Vodder like, I'm with you. Very well, I'll make this quick. And Vodder is going to proceed to, again, very like, high efficiency military fashion, just do like a full sweep of the graveyard, look for any other disturbed graves, any other names he recognizes on headstones, anything that looks unusual for a graveyard as both a former soldier and a cleric. He's probably seen his fair share of the different styles, so... He's also just going to analyze everything he sees so that if he needs to say, recall it later with perfect accuracy, he can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, roll, roll me investigation with advantage because Olver is helping you. Great. We're going to take that one on the advantage. That's a 24. Yeah, you're kind of scouring the, the graveyard. And as you kind of like come all the way back around back back towards uh, Flambeau's grave, you look down and you see this silver piece of fabric kind of like sticking up out of the gravestone or out of the dirt, the, the dirt from the ground. Um, yes. There, there is ground a silver dirt. piece of fabric. And as you pick it up and, and the camera starts, starts to pan, pan back as as Ernestine is walking back to the manor Doyle is in his giant goat form on top of a mausoleum it, it comes to you and with your keen mind you've seen this fabric before this is a piece of fabric from Harriet Lockwell's pantsuit I haven't seen Harriet Lockwell yet you, oh you haven't no she, no she was in the house only Ernestine mm. and Olver have seen yep. her yep well then rip for the podcast, you're sifting through this dirt and you pick up a piece of silver fabric and you kind of hold it up and it doesn't look familiar and over. You recognize it instantly. It's a piece of Harriet Lockwell's pantsuit as the camera pans out above the clouds. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We are the Torpid Gaming Network, a variety streaming channel. We're live five nights a week at twitch.tv slash Network. We stream tabletop games every Tuesday night, so feel free to stop in and say hi when we're live. 
Your cast for the Explorers Club is Lord Bonk, a.k.a. Bonk, a.k.a. Mark, Agent Maggie Carter, a.k.a. Christy, Lady Bedivere, a.k.a. Alondra, Pylos, a.k.a. King of Pylos, a.k.a. Nestor, and Sunsets Brew, a.k.a. Brew, a.k.a. Zap. You can also find us at Torpen Network on Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, or hop on our Discord to get directly involved with our amazing community. And remember, here at the Torpen Gaming Network, we do three things. We have fun, we get immersed, and we do epic shit. Thanks for listening.